This is Sober in the City. Real life, real addiction, real recovery. For Sober in the City all week, subscribe to our podcast by visiting SoberInTheCity.com or search Sober in the City in the iTunes store. Stick this in a shot glass and shoot it. It's Dangerous Debbie Strand. Sober in the City is brought to you in part by Believe Treatment Center. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand. Call now. 1-855-874-2354 or visit believetreatmentcenter.com to find out how we can help and how your insurance can pay for it. We're back with more Sober in the City and I'm Debbie Strand. If you think you or someone you care about might have a problem with drugs, pot, alcohol, food issues, sex, gambling, porn, smoking, huffing, Give us a call, 800-SOBER-05, 800-SOBER-05. We'd love to hear from you. What's going on? What's your opinion of the topic? And tell me if you're staying sober and how you're doing it or why you got wasted yesterday. We always have a reason why we go back out. Share yours here. Call us on 1-800-SOBER-05 and visit us at SoberInTheCity.com and listen live on the Sober in the City app for both Apple and Droid devices. Share them with your friends. And if you got a sponsee driving you nuts, turn them onto the show. 1-800-SOBER-05. And in case you're just tuning into Sober in the City, we are talking about normal people working steps and how lifeaholics can help you in your journey. We talked about how a 12-step program can help even those who don't struggle with alcoholism or addictions, how their opening says their only requirement is a desire to let go of fear, meaning fear of people, places, things, and how this fellowship can also help those who are already in 12-step fellowships. After the process of self-searching, leveling of pride, and confession of one's shortcomings, this can get us to the root of our troubles, which are fear-based thoughts, desires run awry, and the lack of acceptance of what we are powerless over. We have turned to the people whose problems have been solved and find that it is solved through following the 12 steps and the 12 traditions that are spiritual in nature. And if practice as a way of life can expel any obsession and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. It goes on to say, that many people, non-alcoholics, report that as a result of the practice of the 12 steps, they have been able to meet their difficulties. I think that's a wonderful thing. Who doesn't want to overcome their difficulties? So they're doing it through this practice. They also handed out, I went to this meeting last week for the first time, and they handed out a sheet of liabilities. And on the other side of the sheet is the assets, also known as defects or defenses. For example, if you're an advice giver, the opposite may be having respect for others. In other words, letting somebody else have their journey. If you're in fear, you want to be in faith and it will pass. Guilt, forgiveness, and thought stopping. You have to stop those thoughts. Hopelessness to find hope. Pride, you have to have some willingness. Procrastination, just do it. We've all heard that one before. Okay, we're going to go right to the lines. We're going to go to Crystal from Bronx, New York. Crystal, welcome to Sober in the City. How are you? Hey, Deb. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited about this program, Lifeaholics, because as a person that has addictions and that is already in recovery, I look around at the rest of the world that sometimes is 
not seeming so normal to me. And I think, God, you could really use a program. Why don't you get some spirituality in your life? And then the other side of it too, Crystal, is I've hit emotional bottoms in recovery. I had one at three years. Mm -hmm. I had one at eight years and I really needed Mm -hmm. some help. And this thing, overcoming fears and, and having something else to rocket me into the fourth dimension of happiness. You know, I need this as an alcoholic, as an addict, I'm a person who wants more. If it makes me feel good, I want more of it. And this program, I'm excited about it. It's making me feel better. I went to the meeting. I felt terrific when I left. And I think this list of liabilities and assets is just awesome. The only thing I commented on when I was at the meeting, and I spoke with Josh, who's kind of put this thing together here lately, talking about the liabilities, they listed it as defects and defenses. And what I learned in one of the programs is that it's not necessarily a character defect as much as it could be a character trait. It could be something that was taught to me as a child. And when I look at my family tree and all the different things that were around me and the different behaviors and different addictions that I grew up with in my family, I really didn't have a choice to come out any different than some of the ways that I did. So I don't want to put myself down by saying they're character defects. You did the best you could do with the what you were given. I did it's the funny, best I, I could do. I heard someone, absolutely, I heard someone say recently, well, I came from a dysfunctional family. Then he stopped for a moment and he said, wait a minute, do you know anyone who's come from a functional family? <laughs> it doesn't matter where, we, where our journey is now in recovery and we keep going. Even if we're not in the journey of recovery, we always have something that we're perpetuating from the time we're younger. So this is coming from, I do life coaching, this is coming from not only a place of coaching, but also a place knowing a little something about the 12 steps and 12 traditions. And it's just, so what, so now that I know that, so now that I have that awareness and the Writing your assets and your liabilities, and I'm so glad you said assets and liabilities, and please, we have to keep stressing that because it's not about, I have to write 20 things that are great about me and 20 things that are bad about me. It's not about that. It's about just being aware of if I get in a stressful situation, I will procrastinate. So if procrastination is there, so then before I even get to the end result, it could be anything. It could be making Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) You know, so you're making a big meal for people, and you can get very stressed out. So I'm going to procrastinate, and then Thanksgiving Eve, I'm at the supermarket, (laughs) and I haven't bought anything. And, you know, because you just get nuts about things. And if you know that beforehand, so now that you're aware of it, what do you do in that situation? And it's also interesting you talked about life happens. So after we get clean, life just happens. After, you know, my father died nine years ago, and I'm a daddy's girl, so I was clean when he passed away. So, you know, it, life doesn't, you know, he was, he was 84 years old. He had been sick. Things like that happen in life. So what do I do? You know, it's like I'm there for my mother at that point. And it, it actually, cha- he changed my life because after that, about two years later, one of the last conversations we had was he talked about that, um, you know, you always want to connect with people and you want to do something more than 
because I was into technology. You want to do something more than that because it's more about people, and that's what got me interested in coaching. It took about two years after that for me to hear about that. So it's funny how... You know, something I thought was the worst thing that ever happened to me, it actually changed my life. You know, if I wasn't in that state, that it was, um, not that it was a good thing, but just life happens and what can I learn from this? Hey, it would have been better. Otherwise, I'm still mired in, oh my God, dad's gone. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? I sure do. I've seen people Mm -hmm. just, you know, stay high and wasted for years Mm -hmm. over they can't cope with the loss of a parent. So if we can Mm -hmm. find some way to honor them and to go Mm -hmm. on in their name and your father is saying about getting out of technology and now you're coaching people through sobriety or just as a life coach? Yeah, I have clients of different levels. So yes, I have coaches. I have clients that um, I'm helping with their recovery. I almost don't like the word sober coach because it sounds like I'm trying to make you sober because when you're in a coaching relationship, it's a combination of, um, it's a synergy that we both create. So it's your energy and my energy. Something else is created when the two of us are together. So I have people who've gone through, they're in recovery. Now what happens with life? There was, it's funny, there was a meeting here for a short period of time in the city called it gets better now what <laughs> right exactly exactly that's why i like this lifeaholics anonymous because just because mm-hmm. i'm sober doesn't mean that i'm immune to life that life issues mm-hmm. still don't come up that i still don't have to find acceptance through situations that i'm not pleased with it didn't turn out the way that i had wanted them to you know and this program Absolutely. seems like it can help me with that and uh it all comes down to fears i mean either mm-hmm. i'm acting in love or i'm acting in fear and when i'm in fear it's paralyzing it's crippling it stops me from doing things it gets me procrastinating stress is mm-hmm. just a form of being in fear and locking up and getting that nervous feeling because i'm in fear it's all about fear Absolutely, you know, and um, what's that acronym for fear, face everything and recover? And that's what we really have to do. It's funny, last night I had an argument with somebody because I've always heard that fear and faith can't be in the same space at the same time. Right. And she said, yes, it can, because if I have fear, I can still go on through faith. But my argument was, Hmm. is that the whole thing is, is you're pushing through the fear. So it might be the flip side of the same coin, but you're pushing through and you're not going like, I'm going to avoid that. I'm just not going to look over there. You're pushing through it and you're getting to a place of faith. And that's where courage leads you. Um, And it can be like, I really don't want to, like, this sounds like it's silly. I'm not going to write down, like you talked about assets and limits. I'm not going to write down my assets and my limits. I know them. I want to get over them. No, you're not going to get over them. Once you know what they are, then we have to get through them. Because, we, you know, as I talked about, my father passed away. And also, I mean, I want to talk about good things have happened in my life. And I didn't know what in the world, when good things happen, 25 years ago to me, I don't want to tell you how I celebrated, because probably law enforcement would want to know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, when good things happen in my life, really, really amazing things have happened to me, and, like, what do I do to go through them? 
what do I do to go through them and celebrate them? And what I do, because you could celebrate in many different ways. So, you know, knowing these things about myself, that's the whole thing of our, our life's journey. And not just us, it's just we have like a way of codifying things. So we have 12 steps, 12 traditions. We have books that help us through it. So I'm sure people, um, I, I, if we just, do a little bit of a Google search, I'm sure we can find things that are not necessarily, um, you know, fellowship-based, but have similar principles, because when even... Alcoholics Anonymous, even that fellowship that was kind of, is kind of the grandfather of all, even when that started, there were kind of inklings of it years and years beforehand, and I don't mean just 10 or 20 years beforehand. If you look at some of the history of the United States, there were groups that were formed because there were so many morphine addicts after the Civil War. There were groups that were formed through churches to help them through it. And it wasn't just like, we're just going to give you something so you can get over your addiction. So that was how many years ago? 160 wow. years ago? So I'm sure there was stuff before then. And um, then the families of these people, you know, like I said, from the Civil War, people who've gone through trauma, um, there's always been support for that. So it's, it's about knowing who you are. And if you look at, go through any self-help area or you talk to or you listen to some of these self-help people, it sounds so much like um, they're asking people to do a fourth step, to turn it over in the third step, to help others with a 12th step, you know, but they're not calling it that particular name. Right. So we don't want to scare people away. You know, Josh was talking about in the first segment that he's taken a a normal person through the 12 steps and who was having some life issues. And the guy's first reaction was absolute resistance of, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not going to those meetings. I can't work those steps. That's not for me. Right. So it's good that we give it another name and just call it lifeaholics and don't talk about the alcohol. Because if you know, frankly, I go to those meetings for alcohol and drugs and different substances and the substances are not my problem. They're not, I'm my problem. Mm -hmm. It's my thinking. That's my problem. So Crystal, thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about the coaching where somebody can get hold of you for coaching, what's your website? And uh, I understand that you have a book coming out. Yeah, I just had a book come out. Uh, it's called um, Spirit with a Bite. That's what it's called because um, we believe in higher power. We believe in God, whatever you want to call your higher wisdom. And, you know, we're spiritual beings going on a human experience. And with that human experience, there's times we're going to falter. And it's it's a book. It's a 30 a month, 31 days of quotes. And it's like, a workbook that will come in and you just do those 30 call to actions that I have in there and um, uh, you'll be a changed person by the time you finish that particular month. So it's just one month of going through the workbook called Spirituality with a Bite and if anybody wants to get in touch with me, it's crystal at coachingwithcrystal.com and spell crystal just like the good china. Sounds great. Crystal, thank you so much for being with us at Sober in the City. We're going to go to Bob in Portland, Oregon. Bob, welcome to Sober in the City. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. You hear what we're talking about, Lifeaholics Anonymous. What do you think of this? I think that um, before we can actually get into any spirituality, we need to stay at rest for a while. We need to not let life around us cloud our our vision of what spirituality is. We um, are bombarded constantly 
by stimulus, whether it be chemical or whether it be electronic, whether it be friends, neighbors, we're just too active. We need to take time to rest and in doing so, look around us, see the beauty of nature, and then you see the beauty inside you. I think that's a great idea when you're searching for something to kind of take some time to get clear, to let all those outside stimuluses go away so you can get some clarity and find a, a path for yourself and reconnect with that power that is within you. Do you see how this program can help people to make that connection again and to clear out the wreckage of their past and the different things that we do in the other 12-step fellowships to help them have that clear path to the higher power that they are seeking? In, in a way, yes. Um, I think that uh, any program, 12-step, whatever the program, it's not to cover up. You shouldn't layer your life. You should unlayer it so you're bare, so you're raw, so that you can accept whatever spirituality you may feel inside. Um, one of our the banes of my existence that uh, has been bugging me for a while is this insistence on religion instead of spirituality. Um, if we look at so many religions, and they're so diverse and they're so different, the one precept is, you know, you have a higher entity that um, somehow put us here and uh, cover it with so many rituals, demands from religion. Um, I was once uh, went to a, I was working and I went, went to one of those um, faith healing tents, just we had to drop in. I was a police officer and we, it was just a, a visit. And I remember the preacher as he passed around the collection plate, he got them back and he said that the collection plate was going to go around again and he didn't want to hear the clink of coins. He wanted to hear the rustle of paper. <laughs> and that, that to me just like solidified my fear of what so many people have fallen into with organized religion. They have forgotten the spirituality. They have forgotten what's inside themselves. And they've let this false spirituality guide their lives, to lead their lives, and instead of finding out what they really are all about and thus accepting what is out, it's easy to start, just like the 12-step program. It's easy to get quiet. That's what you need to do. Just take one hour a day, no cell phone, no iPads, no TVs, no nothing, and no friends or family. Just you finding a quiet spot and just taking in what's around you. If it be nature, if it be animals, if it be children at play and you're sitting in the park and watching, take in what's around you and let go of what's blocking your spirituality. Let go of those trappings. They don't need all the trappings. And I'm not saying become a hippie and run out in the in the forest and eat a tree. <laughs> just I'm take saying, an hour. That's all. <laughs> You you can you like crystal. It's from the Bronx. You can take time, take that hour, and go out on that street, or sit on your fire escape and just observe, just watch quietly, and take those deep cleansing breaths. And you'll be surprised how much easier it is than to go into any other problem. I think that we overblow our problem too. 
Not all problems are life and death, yet we see so many of them manifested through friends and relations that they cannot cope with life itself, with day-to-day living. And so they either exhibit it in an addiction or they try to cover it up with an addiction, but they just haven't gotten into themselves to allow that spirituality inside of us to calm us enough to get to cleanse ourselves. Right, Bob. And that's what this program, this Lifeaholics Anonymous, is kind of being put together for, for normal people to try to clear everything out so that they can get that peace, that downtime, and address their fears and make a connection with a power that's greater than themselves so they can then have that peace that you're talking about. Bob, thanks so much for calling in from Portland, Oregon. We've got Kim from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Kim, welcome to Sober in the City. Thanks for having me. Kim, you want to talk about lifeaholics? How do you think that this can help other people, normal people? And how do you think that it can help someone who is already in a fellowship? Hmm. Um, I think, I, I, in my opinion, everybody needs a program. Um, I have only been in a 12-step program for about nine months, but have seen tremendous growth in myself and in my life and how I can apply the 12 steps to every area of my life. Um, I can identify so much with so many things that have been shared already. One thing in particular is you talked about fear versus faith and or fear versus love. Um, and I agree that you, you can't be in both. You can't have both. I think the closer you are to one or the more you're drawn to one, the further you are from the other. So let me ask you, Kim, uh, you're kind of new to this thing, so don't let it make you nervous or anything, but what fears has your higher power helped you out with and how has it affected your life and how you feel? Debbie, I was raised with religion and I was raised with a God who judged me for my actions, for my behaviors. And for so many years, I felt judged not only by God, but by my peers and by everyone around me. I never felt good enough because I could I could never meet the expectations or approval that I perceived others to have of me. In other words, I, I, I think I was setting myself up for failure all along. I could never reach my full potential with that concept of God. Somewhere along the way, I dropped the religion part and I developed a relationship with a God of, of grace and forgiveness and understanding. And over the last nine months, that has only grown more. Um, I've gravitated more and more towards faith. And um, knowing, knowing that the God of my understanding, my higher power, knowing that he has my back, that, he's, and that I'm right where I need to be, and that I'm not alone, um, helps me just to... Put what I, what other people think of me on the shelf. I don't have to, you know, I've heard it before. What other people think of you is none of your business. Well, I'm, I'm understanding that and, and not feeling judged anymore by my peers, um, being forgiven and having that grace from God um, has, has just been so freeing. And how do you use your higher power to stay out of fears when you're walking into a situation where you're feeling fearful? 
How do you use that higher power to keep yourself out of fear and to continue through and to have that courage to walk into those situations that make you fearful? Like right now. (laughs) Um, Are you fearful to be on the show? I was very nervous. Um, But I I start every day on my knees. I start every day asking God for guidance. And so many times during the day, um, I, I just feel His presence with me always. I can pause to say thank you, you know. Or if something happens during the day, I can smile and say, I know that was you. I know that you put that in the path. Um, and a lot of times, just just remind myself to breathe. Breathe and listen like your life depends on, on, on the here and now. Just be in the here and now. And there's just so much, I'm just finding so much joy and peace just all around me, all around me. Just knowing, you know, that my higher power is with me and, and I'm right where I need to be. I'm okay. I think if we look for that power around us, we will see it. I see it oftentimes in nature and in what other people share to me. I hear it in music and I just think it's around me all the time. I want to thank Crystal, Kim and Bob for being here with Sober in the City. Sober in the City will be right back. And unlike the dope man, we really will be right back. When I got the news today, I didn't know what to say. So I just hung up the phone I took a walk to clear my head And this is where the walking led Can't believe you're really gone Don't feel like going home So I'm gonna sit right here On the edge of this pier And watch the sunset disappear And drink a beer Funny how the good ones go Too soon but the good Lord knows The reasons why, yes Sometimes a greater plan It's kind of hard to understand Right now it don't make sense I can't make it all make sense So I'm gonna sit right here On the edge of this pier And watch the sunset disappear Are you a suffering addict or alcoholic? Is someone you know struggling with this disease? Let the Freedom From Addiction Foundation assist you with our acclaimed intervention and recovery coaching services. For a very affordable fee, we can set up and perform on-site interventions, ongoing treatment supervision, and personalized recovery and life coaching services. We are local, we are a nonprofit group, and we can work within your financial parameters by accepting most major credit cards and working with or without your insurance. Call today, 1-877-876-2329. 1-877-876-2329. Again, that's 1-877-876-2329. 
1-800-273-2329. Are you a suffering addict or alcoholic? Is someone you know struggling with this disease? Recovery starts with one phone call. Call the Freedom From Addiction Foundation today. 877-876-2329. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand. We understand you are struggling. That's why our treatment nourishes mind, body, and spirit. We understand that recovery works differently for everyone. That's why we design individual treatment programs specifically for you. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand that it's not easy. That's why we offer a comprehensive scope of services including nutrition, massage, chiropractic, and aftercare for you and even for your family. Believe Treatment Center is a 12-step friendly, state-of-the-art facility located in gorgeous Palm Beach County, Florida. We are experts in all types of addiction and recovery, and we are proud sponsors of Sober in the City. To find out more about our program and how your insurance may cover your treatment, call us today at 1-855-874-2354. That's 855-874- 2354 1-855-874-2354 or visit believetreatmentcenter.com. Believe Treatment Center. We understand.